Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, hello everyone. Welcome along to SEN Summer Mornings. Julian King with you. Great to have your company on SEN 1170 AM in Sydney. SEN Q693 in Brisbane. 1620 on the Gold Coast. And via the SEN app, the weather across the listening area today. Sydney, max 22 and rain. So a downside cooler than yesterday. Brisbane, always pretty steady in Brisbane. Max 31, partly cloudy and a little bit cooler. A couple of degrees. Tops of 29, the Gold Coast. Partly cloudy as well. Full menu on the program today. Brent Tate will join us shortly to talk all things rugby league. Uh, how are you feeling, Dragons fans? Jack Edwards, Jack Edwards from the Sydney Sixers will be here as well to have a yarn. Daniel Cherney from Codesports to talk even more cricket. And Matty Proud from the New South Wales Swifts netballing legend that she is. Just recommitted to the Red and Blue. She'll be along as well. We've got Maestro back on the shed. So two rolls, Tommy. And that was his official moniker yesterday. Now reverts to plain old 2am slash Two cents, Tommy. I would love for you to join in on the program. My open line number one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, and the text line oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Of course, it's cricket season. We know it's cricket season, but I'm a Dragons fan, as you know. I have to start with the triple blow in the rugby league news yesterday. So David Riccio reported that Christmas has indeed come early in the Sutherland Shire. Adam Fanua Blake signing with the Sharks for the 2025 NRL season. We were only having this conversation yesterday. I was reasonably confident. You're never 100% but pretty confident that he'd end up at the Dragons. One of the premier props in the game. He has decided to forget about the Red V. You know what? I'm going to go to their bitter rivals, Cronulla. Four-year deal worth between 950000 and $1 million a season. So for less coin as well. Tigers and the Bulldogs were initially in the race. They pulled out. And reportedly, the Dragons offered, what, 4.4, 4.5 million over, what, four years. Decent coin. Decent coin for a prop going through his Saturn return. Fortnight of stealth-like meetings and secret negotiations with the Cronulla executive team. Fanua Blake has agreed to join Craig, Fitzgib- Craig Fitzgibbon's Sharks beginning in 2025. thing about it is, they've signed him, Adam Fanua Blake, without having to immediately release or relinquish a current player to the Warriors. Now, apparently that was a bit of a sticking point. The Dragons didn't offer anyone. Fitzgibbon said, well, Adam's a world-class front rower. We're delighted to be adding him, adding Adam, to our roster for 2025. Throughout the negotiation process, we've been impressed by his attitude, his genuine desire to help make the Sharks successful, and to complement and work alongside both those in our system leadership group and the young forwards we have coming through us. And so on, so on, so on, so on, so on. You know, all the usual spin from these press releases. 
favourites. Ultimately, what worked against the Bulldogs, the Tigers and the Dragons is that they have the best chance of premiership success. Because he's never won a comp. And you get that. He went there because he believes they can challenge for a premiership within the next four years. So he's 28 now for Noel Blake. So obviously he's getting to that stage of his career where the premiership window is closing. And other significant lures behind the decision was the chance to lead an already established forward pack to be part of Fitzgibbon's no-nonsense culture and the chance to play with his cousin, Sifatelico. So that's strike one for St George Illawarra. Strike two, which came before that news, that being the North Queensland Cowboys re-signing Tom Dearden on a long-term deal until the end of 2029 or will be 28. So he'll be the face of the club, the leader of the club, Tommy Dearden. Good luck to him too. I never thought the Dragons were a realistic chance of getting him. They said, okay, now Luai's sewn up. Is he the next million-dollar man? We know the Dragons showed a fair bit of interest. He joined the Cowboys in 2021. He supported them as a, as a kid. And I'll talk to Brent Tate about this. So he stayed loyal to the club. Understandable. I get that. I get that. And I wish him well. Now, people that are so ingrained in a particular club and the fact that he supported them as a kid, you know, as a Dragons fan, okay, sure. Would you have him? Yeah, you'd have him. But I also like the fact that he decides to recommit to the club where his heart lies. And I wish him all the best. And then you get to Junior Ramon. It's Danny Widler alerted us to this yesterday via a tweet, and it has been made official. Dragons fire with Junior Ramon set to have his $500,000 a year contract torn up after the NRL issued a notice proposing his deregistration for his role in that rooftop hammer attack on a trade in Wollongong. So this has been extensively covered, of course, sentenced to a two-year intensive corrections order, 300 hours of community service in a Wollongong local court earlier this month. And then yesterday, Arvo, the NRL served the 21-year-old with a notice proposing his deed registration. He's now got five business days to respond. Can you see it going any other way? I don't think so. And then an NRL media release confirmed the notice, saying the governing body's wellbeing and counselling services had been made available to the player. In the meantime, Tala Talmone has been stood down from all club activities by the Dragons after being found guilty of assault occasioning actual bodily harm, stalking or intimidation and destroying or damaging property in court in October. When you read it out like that, it sounds bad. And it was bad. And he deserved to be punished. So he was arrested after the court heard that he and his father, Tala Talmone, armed themselves with hammers, attacked tradies near their homes in Warrawong after a spew over a vehicle parked on a nature strip. So back to the drawing board, Flano. So three strikes for the Dragons yesterday. Look, don't despair, Dragons fans. Don't despair. And you know I'm, I'm an optimist. But Murphy was an optimist. The thing is, the thing is, and this warrants mentioning, the Dragons is not the destination club it once was. And this is the problem that the club have, or certainly have had, since Premiership success in 2010. So the last decade. They're trading on historical reputation. Come and wear the famous red V. That's fine. It's great. Most recognisable symbol in the game of rugby league, sure. But it's not enough. It is not enough. You need to seem to be doing something. Can you blame Fenua Blake? I can't. And he's bang on. Who's more likely to win a premiership in the next four years? The Sharks or the Dragons? There's only one answer to that question. Luai, of course, a different case. Going to the Tigers who are wooden spooners. Because he's already won three of the things. 
You ask any player what their goal is during their career, it is to win a comp. Simple. And who knows? Who knows? So now they've got four and a half million bucks spare to throw at someone else. Dari Dragons fans, you know, Flano will hit the ground running. You'll keep working hard in the background. Stick solid with your club. But anyway, footy fans out there, uh, can you give me some words of consolation? Or maybe some tips as to what the Dragons can do, hey? Come on, give me give me a lift. Give us Dragons fans a lift on the program today. Now to the cricket and the Big Bash last night. This is a really good game, actually. Well done to Matt Short, who I reckon Matt Short, you get his agent to show some highlights to the various IPL teams for next season. Match winning half century. They chased down the Thunder's big total, just two balls to spare. The really pulsating clash at Adelaide Oval. 201 was the target. They left it late, the strikers. Adam Hose, great name, five boundaries, hit the game-winning six, and they won by six wickets. So it was a big big wait time for them, 10 days, because they didn't play that game against the Heat, of course. It was washed out. 139-run opening partnership between the two shorts, Matt and Darcy. And then the Thunder hit back with some pretty impressive bowling. The strikers needed 35 from the last 18 when Darcy Short was dismissed for 66. Then they needed eight off the last over. Jake Weatherold was run out after failing to ground his bat. You know, that's cricket 101, it's schoolboy stuff. But then Adam Ho saved the day, boundary off the next delivery, and then bang, towering six to win it. So well done to the strikers. Really good game of cricket. Cameron Bancroft, though, showed his worth to the lime green. He anchored the inning, 75 off 54 for him. So there's a six and a... And uh, what, six fours in that? Guiding the Thunder to seven for 200 after Chris Green won the flip and chose to bat. Tonight we've got the Scorchers taking on the Hurricanes. And of course you hear every ball of the Big Bash action live right across the SEN network. All right, now on to this eye-watering cash of the Indian Premier League. It's amazing how your social media just gets flooded with this stuff. Mitchell Stark. First it was Pat Cummins, record price. And Mitchell Stark has now blown his teammate Pat Cummins out of the water. In the IPL auction. $4.43 million payday. That works out to over $13,000 a delivery. Nice work if you can get it. And richly deserved too for Mitchell Stark. Because we know that he's eschewed the IPL for many years. And he was always going to be in high demand. And the quicks in general have been in high demand this time around. To focus on his Aussie duties. To keep fit. And to rest his body. So then you wonder how much money is left on the table. Funny thing is, Elisa Healy was over there too. She's captaining the, the Australian women's squad in India. So she was getting all the live updates on top of that. They've just bought a house too in Sydney. Could buy about 10 houses now, couldn't they? Stunning though. Stunning. Quite the Christmas present for Mitchell Stark. And it was my team, KKR, Calcutta Knight Riders, who scored the bid. Outlasting Gujarat Titans. So Mumbai and, and Ricky Ponting's Delhi Capital started the bidding war, and then they dropped out. Was getting getting very very expensive. And just an hour earlier, it was Pat Cummins who'd set the all-time purchase record. Sunrisers Hyderabad forked out three point six seven million for the Australian captain. So at that price, he zoomed past Sam Curran as the most expensive IPL buy of all time from last year, if you recall. Cummins already had the title of the second most expensive Aussie purchase. That was behind Cameron Green last year. And now the 30-year-old joins World Cup final 
hero, Travis Head, at the Sunrises after they edged out the Super Kings for his services. So, Trav Head, handy payday for him as well, 1.2 million. Sunrises, that was Davey Warner's altar. Steve Smith, by the way, unable to attract any bids in the first set. He went unsold, as did Josh Hazelwood, who has won, won an IPL title with Chennai. So, Cummins is going to return to the T20 League in 2024. He pulled out of this year's competition because of a heavy international workload. Of course, the Test Tour in India, the, the World Test Championship final, the Ashes, the ODI World Cup. That's the thing with these quicks. They've got to start managing their body when they hit 30 years of age. And Cummins and Stark have indicated the next year's IPL season would serve as ideal preparation for the 2024 T20 World Cup. So just all aligning nicely, isn't it? Really, really nicely. So next year's IPL, that'll be Stark's first appearance in the tournament since 2015. So he hasn't entered the auction for the past five years. So Mitch Marsh, David Warner, they're at the Delhi Capitals. Matthew Wade, Gujarat Titans. Mitchell Stark, as we mentioned, Kolkata for 4.43 million. Stoinis at Lucknow Supergiants. Tim David and Berendorf at Mumbai. Nathan Ellis at Punjab Kings. Adam Zamper at Rajasthan Royals. Cam Green, Glenn Maxwell at RCB. Where Verat is. Cummins ahead at Sunrises. Spencer Johnson, well done to him. Didn't he ever rise in last year's Big Bash? 1.78 mil, Gujarat Titans. Handy, Jai Richardson as well. Delhi Capitals, Ashton Turner going to the Lucknow Supergiants. But Steve Smith unsold. Josh Inglis unsold. Josh Hazelwood, as we mentioned, unsold. The thing about it is, in relation to Josh Hazelwood, the Bendemir Bullet, he was expected to be unavailable for the first half due to the birth of his first child. So that certainly would have uh, factored into the decision-making. Lance Morris, Ben Dorshus also missed out on contracts there's always next year 0457 736 I saw a, a good tweet by Paul Dennett on the Cricket Unfiltered podcast last night it warrants a mention in 1993-94 the great Alan Robert Border got $90,000 for the year that's 185k in today's terms 90 grand for the year and he was top ranked top ranked 90 grand now, Mitchell Stark, for that little window, two-month window, got 13 grand a ball. And I think it's fantastic that cricketers are getting paid a lot better these days. What they're worth, it is well-deserved. 0457 736 736. So, Mitchell Johnson, I'm not sure I like this. His personal attack, his scathing personal attack on David Warner has resulted in him being stood down from two speaking functions by Cricket Australia. It was confirmed, too, by Cricket Australia. These appearances, they were scheduled for Optus Stadium in Perth, the first test, cancelled due to Cricket Australia's view that Johnson had taken his criticisms too far in an explosive column for the West Australian. And they said, Mitchell is one of Australia's most celebrated bowlers, but we felt on this occasion it was in everyone's best interest that he was not the guest speaker. So Mike Hussey apparently replaced him as the guest speaker. There's talk that he'd be left off Triple M's commentary team. That wasn't the case. And look, he largely stood by his criticisms of Warner, said he shouldn't have brought the sandpaper affair into it. But do you think that's an overreaction? Yes, it got personal. I didn't like it in terms of saying, well, you know, he's been lucky Warner to be selected considering his, his lack of returns. Legitimate comment and not one that Mitchell Johnson has made exclusively. Did it get personal? Sure. But does it warrant cancelling a speaking gig? I'm not so sure about that. I'm not so sure about that. 0457 736 736. Berkeley Eagle, because I was about to run off the topics for today. Need a topic for today. 
sons, daughters that ended up better than their parents. Example, Nathan Cleary better than his father was. We have done that a few times. What I might do, Berkeley Eagle, is keep that in my back pocket. And the reason is this. Firstly, I need some consoling as a Dragons fan. I need some consoling as a Dragons fan. So if you're in charge of the Dragons, what do you do? What's your next move now? And what are your predictions for them for 2024? But secondly, in light of the exorbitant amount of cash being flung around at the IPL, so Mitchell Stark, $4.42 million. About 13 grand a delivery. Told him only no balls. Well, wines, do you, Starkey? Think about this. If you had unlimited cash, so say cash that existed outside the cap, the cap, and you could buy one player in the comp currently, just one player to complement or complete your club, who would it be? So money's no object outside the cap. You only get to buy one, though, to add to your team. Who are you desperately missing? What do you need? Who are you picking? That's fascinating, isn't it? Because all clubs need different things. 0457 736 736. Mitchell Stark like money. So if you've got four mil to chuck at a player right now in the rugby league market, doesn't matter if they're contracted. If you can get them, prize them out of the club right now to come to your club. Who are you buying and why? Give me your thinking. Give me a rationale. Do you need a fullback? Do you need a hooker? Do you need a, a ball-playing lock? Do you need a really strong middle like a Fenua Blake that can offload? If I'm a Dragons fan right now, and we need more than just one. But as a Dragons fan right now, I'm thinking about, okay, what do we need? Probably someone like Fenwell Blake, truthfully told. I know everyone's looking at the halves. Oh, I think the Dragons, if I could get one play right now, I'd be tempted to go somebody like a Payne Haas. A big minute prop with an offload. They can punch through the line. Get him going forward and get Benny Hunt and plays that ilk to run off the back. What do you think, Dragons fans? You can get one right now. Money's no object. Who are you forking out for? I reckon I'll go for Payne Haas. It's fun to play bought and sold in the off-season, isn't it? one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is the open line number. And the text line number 0457 736 736. Up and running for this Wednesday morning on Summer Mornings. Julian King in the chair.